Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me uh, someone that I've already been kind of bantering with offline. We had a, a misunderstanding or miscommunication about this interview, but I'm so glad that we're here and to have this conversation. Let me go ahead and introduce you all to the managing partner of two companies, Stone Peak Alliance, which helps entrepreneurs sell their company. That company side is stonepeakalliance.com. And also he has Spartans Alliance, which the website is spartansalliance.com, which helps people buy their first company, Bart Rupert. Bart, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm really, really happy. You made it. You made it to the second round of interviews. <laughs> How do you feel? And I will go ahead and point out, it was my fault. I saw that <laughs> there was another interview in the process, and I thought, oh, well, that's not the podcast. That's the interview for that. So I just thought, man, this is a really elite podcast. I'm like, I'm just cutting through these rounds of interviews to get there. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, we, as you know, through our process, you definitely uh, made it past the pre-qualifying stage with uh, uh, Stacy. So shout out to her for, you know, having met with you and vetting you to be on the show. But, you know, just a fun fact for our listeners, you know, we like to bring on people who are at least earning at least six figures uh, with their company to be on here and share their success and their stories and everything. So, so you made the cut, Bart. I ran the gauntlet. A lot of spears <laughs> checked at me. I think I dodged most of them. Yes, you did. You absolutely did. Well, Bart, let's go ahead and uh, you know talk about these two companies. Um, we sort of talked a little offline that they go hand in hand, but you know, kind of depends on how the clients come to you. Let's start with um, Stone Peak Alliance. I know I mentioned a little bit about how you help entrepreneurs sell their company, but let's get into the details of what that looks like. Sure. Yeah. With Stone Peak Alliance, what we do is find an organization that is looking to achieve more mm -hmm. and looking at an exit event. And a lot of people think about exiting their company as the type of thing where the exit event should be driven by the, the age of the individual, not necessarily mm -hmm. where the company is at. And what I mean by that is a lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, I'm not going to even think about selling a business until I'm like 65, because that's the age where I'll retire. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that there is peaks and valleys in terms of value across a company. And you look at when you should sell your business is when the business is ready, not necessarily mm. when you hit a certain age. And that's yeah. a big misconception. So uh, uh, the analogy I'd use, if you think about stock market investments, if you're mm -hmm. investing in stock, you don't wait until you're 65 to sell your stock just because you're ready to retire. You right. wait until the stock is actually at a peak value to mm -hmm. be able to do that. And so that's one of the things we're, we're very good at is helping those entrepreneurs get the most out of the exit process, typically on average achieving 20 to 40% more than anybody else in that mm. industry mm -hmm. and allowing them to, with their entrepreneurial journey, take part of a good exit and move on to whatever the next thing is in life they'd like to accomplish. Yeah, no, I think that's really incredible. For people who maybe have that uh, old mentality of, I'm going to stay in this company and exit it when I'm ready to retire, how does that conversation go? Like, how do you even say to them, like, hey, your, your business is, is set to be sold. Like, you can sell it now if you want to. Yeah, it really comes down to what people want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there that they want to have some sort of meaning and purpose in their life. Mm -hmm. So their business creates that for them regardless of the income. Other people want to have phenomenal financial freedom. 
And they think, unfortunately, the only way to do that is to just keep getting a big paycheck every week until they die, Mm -hmm. where there's this entire other world that, yes, it's a bit scary. It's intimidating because many people have never been through it before, Mm -hmm. but it's a process just like anything else. And you want to have somebody that's been through that process before they can help achieve the best value. Mm -hmm. But it's really about asking yourself, what are my goals and how does the business serve those goals and what's the best way to accomplish it? Mm-hmm. I think what most people would say is one day I want to make my business worth something and I don't have to work in it for the rest of my life. Right. And right. if that's the case, you should look at at least exploring what your business is worth. Uh, we do that all the time, valuations on different companies to be able to tell an entrepreneur, if you were to go forward, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And really just determining how that fits in your life goals. Mm-hmm. I'll also add right now in the the heart of COVID territory with everything we're going through globally, mm-hmm. now is actually a really good time to either sell or buy a company. Oh, uh, interesting. A lot of people, yeah, you wouldn't think that. I mm-hmm. mean, when we first went into this, we were like, wow, that's going to shut things down for a while. It actually had the exact opposite effect mm-hmm. because a lot of people are realizing as a result of this, what truly is important to them. Yeah. Instead of just owning it out every day, they're now saying, you know, I would like to spend some time with family and yeah. I would like to go ahead and, and do something different. And maybe they've been in their business, even though it's theirs for a while, and they kind of feel s- stuck yeah. <laughs> in a way where they're thinking, what I really want to do is something else, something yeah. that's completely different. This is a great opportunity and time to go and do that because for as many people as are out there right now looking for the next chapter of their lives, there's an equal number on the other side. Mm-hmm. who may want to purchase that business as their right. next stage. Right. And so it's just finding ways to line those two up that creates a lot of synergy. Yeah, I appreciate you talking about, um, you know, just this interesting time in history, uh, this pandemic that has gone on for a little too long. <laughs> but it definitely has been that time. I feel like the common theme is a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-care, and, you know, reevaluating what your goals and your dreams and, and you know, what you want to actually accomplish in life. And so I definitely have seen a lot of people pivoting, um, maybe actually finally uh, taking their hobby and making it into a business, you know, something they've been putting off forever. So it is quite fascinating. And I'm just happy to hear that your company has benefited from, from the shift. Well, it was, to be honest, it was very hot in terms of market opportunity before. Mm. So we've noticed that things have not slowed down. Uh, and we've noticed that a lot more people are coming out of the woodwork on the buyer side than mm. we've had before, which creates unique opportunities for sellers because uh, there's there's a gentleman we're working with right now who he was working for 3M, phenomenal career. He's mm-hmm. been there a couple decades, made great money, mm-hmm. and is now at a point where he's thinking, gee, should I just go ahead and take the retirement package from 3M because they're looking to, you know, I mean, I, I can't speak for their company, but in his area, they're looking to offer that as an alternative, just downsizing people. Oh, and I see. if he takes that package, his next step is, well, I'm not done yet. I want to go do more stuff. What am I going to do? I've got a passion to do X. Mm-hmm. So now he's looking to say, I want to go buy this company and run that for the next like 15 years. And that's going to be how I actually exit my career path. So it's, it's really interesting. I mean, they say that people have on average, like five to seven careers or things that you focus on throughout your lifetime. Mm. And this is a great opportunity for people to reinvent themselves. 
Yeah. So just as one entrepreneur is ending a chapter by selling their company with your other company, Spartans Alliance, you work with people and helping them find or helping them buy their first company. So let's talk a little bit about that side. Um, and I and I like that you already gave the example of, you know, someone who has been working at this company and was very successful and they were kind of at a crossroads of what they should be doing next. And they were, you know, in that case, they were open to, um, you know, buying, possibly buying their first company and running with that. So let's talk a little bit about that process. Like, how do you find those kind of people unless they find you first, of course, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, how do you find those type of people and what is the process like to helping them buy their first company? Yeah, good question. So the the idea of buying a company, uh, and I'll tell you why we did this. Mm-hmm. It's it's intimidating for most people. Yeah. Anytime you look at in this day and age, even I'm going to go and buy a company. There's this trepidation that immediately sinks into your chest because you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, that's going to be tough. That may mm-hmm. be really difficult. I don't know how to do it. Do I have to have?" an MBA of some kind? Do I have to understand finance? Do I need to be the type of person that's done this before? Where do I get the money? How am Mm. I going to finance it? What happens if I lose that money? Mm -hmm. What happens if they out negotiate me? And there's all these things that in essence are very quantifiable as a Mm. process that people just don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And it's very different than if we go out to like a used car lot and buy a car then the person on the other side is going to use the used car lot techniques to negotiate against us, but we're still going to go forward with it because we know we need the car. Mm, And so mm -hmm. we'll step into that discomfort and do it. We often stop ourselves from going forth with the purchase of a company because a, the stakes are higher and B it's just something that's not something we have to do. Yeah. And so what we've done is essentially taken, you know, after like a couple of decades of doing this and finding a thousand ways to fail (laughs) <laughs> and a few really good ways to succeed. Uh, we basically took all those lessons learned and broke that down into a system, a process. Mm. And it's essentially just, it, it's a mechanism that if you follow it soup to nuts, no matter how much experience or lack of experience you've got, you can buy your first company, subsequent companies, as many companies as you want to put in a portfolio mm. without using any of your own money. Wow. And that's, that's really the secret sauce we've created. Uh, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you, you spend 20 years falling down in the mud and scraping knees and getting bruised. And then one day you wake up like, oh, I know how not to do that anymore. Yeah. And it turns out there's a lot of people that can benefit from that information. And yeah. so what we do is we provide that as, you know, an option, a program, if you will, that people can jump into. And we've got a number of people that are just now changing their lives. They've changed their destiny. They're buying and selling companies for a living. Mm-hmm. And the logic behind it, the one thing everybody's got in common, a commonality is they all want to make more money. Right. Um, some of them are, we've got like a Fortune 500 executive who makes you know more money annually than most people see in a lifetime. Mm. And even at that point, that person's like, I know that my income potential is maxed. Mm. And I want to work with specialists that can help me achieve the next level of my life. And I think this is the way to do it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. 88% of all new wealth is created through the sale of a small, medium-sized business or real estate. Mm. So as soon as you know that, the only question that's left is how do I get in on that? Yeah. And the, the executive, uh, that's actually not a common story though. Most of the folks we're working with today, they're software developers, they're construction workers, they're people that have like a tire business 
you know, different folks who have just done some kind of sales or marketing or advertising activity. It's surprising. It, it, people come from all walks of life that want to get in on this, but they always hold themselves back because they're not sure how to take that first step. They get intimidated by the steps behind it. So we either provide them our program and let them go out and do it on their own, or we work side by side with them and bring our team and experts in to help them get their first deal or mini deals. Yeah. I I really like how you said earlier that, um, you like helping people change their destiny. You know, you sort of provide the how-to uh, to do that in this case. I want to go ahead and, and backtrack because uh, let's go back like a couple decades ago where um, you weren't helping entrepreneurs sell their company or helping, you know, uh, people buy their first company. What was life before that? And how did you stumble into this type of work you're doing today? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like that you laughed there. <laughs> out of necessity. Um, when, when I was a kid, we were destitute. We were so broke, mm, mm-hmm. financially broke to where um, one night I came home to do my homework and I flipped the light switch and the lights were off again. I'm like, ah, they cut off our power again. Okay, well, wow. I'll go ahead and do what I always do. I'll get the candle set up and I'll go ahead and do that. And so I was sitting there literally doing my homework by candlelight when my mother wow. was working like 11, 12 hours a day to support us. Mm. came in and she's like, what are you doing by candlelight there? And I'm like, well, they cut our power off again. She's like, no, I paid the bill. And she like went over and flipped another light. And it turns out the light bulb was dead. Oh, but that's funny. I was just, we were so financially poor that, you know, I just yeah. got used to that. So I grew up with the solid understanding that money is a good thing. Money mm. is a phenomenal tool that mm-hmm. can help help us grow, can help us do things for loved ones and really expand our horizons. Yeah. So I, I had the advantage, I think, and I call it an advantage of being really financially poor because it taught me the value of hard work and earning a living. Yeah. And when I went out there, and this is kind of how I stumbled upon it, I started off where everybody said, oh, you, you need to be like a doctor or a lawyer. When I was growing up, that was the thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually was a bit ahead of the curve on that. I'm like, I think there's actually a better path. I think if I could be an executive at a company, then I'll win the day because those guys make mad money and everybody does really well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I did. I pursued at this point what I call the executive path. And I was on my way with this company, privately held company, about 400 people doing really well, running a team, working my way up the ladder. And I then came across, I'd I'd not met the CEO. He was like on the fourth floor. And I met the CEO, larger than life guy, Jen. He had like these pinstripe suits and he had his initials in his suit. And he Mm -hmm. paid himself $365,000 a year. This is back in the 90s. Wow. So that he could tell everybody I earned $1,000 a day. That's why I did it. Wow. Uh, So I looked at that and I was like, whoa. I think I've got it wrong. The idea Mm. isn't the executive path, it's the entrepreneurial path. And if I can become an entrepreneur and have this 400 person company like this guy does, man, I could could basically have control of my life. I could run a company from a beach. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And that was the new template for success. And so what I call my success cube, uh, because I think everybody has a success cube. It's, It's like how much success you allow into your life by the size of your cube figuratively represented. Wow. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw something like that, my success cube expanded. Wow. So I yeah. allowed myself to say, 
wow, I, I can now see beyond just being an executive into being an entrepreneur and what that potential looks like. Mm-hmm. And then I was called into these meetings, same company. And they said, hey, Bart, you know, your project that you're working on, we need to talk to you about it. We need you to present some stuff to these guys. I'm like, all right. So I showed up and there were these, all these people in suits and they're asking me these weird questions that are confidential. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm like, oh no, Bart, we need you to tell them. And so I, I started, I did what they asked. I went, went through this and it was just this bizarre conversation where they're asking me about the project and the path mm-hmm. forward and how we could basically turn this government project into a multi-billion dollar business idea. Mm-hmm. And we went through that. I answered afterwards. I was like, all right, guys, level with me because that was weird. Who are these people and what are we doing? Yeah. They're like, okay, hush, hush, but we're selling the company. And I'm like, wow. Like product? And like, no, like the company. And I'd never been through that. I'd seen like, wow. you know, a woman, right? With Richard Gere. And I was like, that's all the knowledge I've got. <laughs> so it was a bit weird because they needed me to go in and represent this stuff as mm-hmm. part of the due diligence. And I'd never been through that. But we went through the process. I actually really enjoyed it. I got hooked on it, being in the boardroom table, really wow. plotting the future, being a futurist and a strategist. It was all very exciting. And so when it was all done, we ended up selling that company. And I went to the new company and the CEO who had the pinstripe suit and everything, he retired and he walked away with over $20 million. Wow. And again, this is in the nineties, right? I mean, that money was worth more than it is today. And so not the 20 million is anything to be shy or bashful about. But I looked at that and I said, okay, I now have to incorporate that in my strategy because yes, being an entrepreneur is great. But if you can actually take an acquisition path and Mm. sell your company, that is the path to true freedom. And as soon as I stumbled across that, that's before the statistics came out and everybody was talking about like how that actually impacts or creates wealth. I really got into it and I said, I got to start learning how to do this. Yeah. So I took a number of my own companies and sold them. Some I failed with, some I succeeded with, but that felt like a greater failure because I would leave incalculable amounts of money on the table Mm. and know any better. And no matter how good I was at selling a product or technology or a system or a process, whatever it was I was selling as part of a company, I didn't know the game of mergers and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. And therefore I was, it was kind of like if I read a chess book, but never played anybody and then showed up against somebody that was just south of a grandmaster, of course I got creamed. Right, (laughs) right. Right. Um, Now I've just played a lot of games of chess and I can now look at the board and see four or so moves ahead on the chess board, know where the other party is going to go next and then position myself as, you know, as a way to get an advantage. And I've grown a lot of companies, sold a lot of companies and have pretty much found that the skill set where I'm at my best and highest use for other entrepreneurs is really at the tail end of the process where I'm either helping them sell their company and getting the most out of it by seeing four moves ahead on the chessboard mm-hmm. or helping somebody buy a business and maneuver all the complexities of that part to be able to get the company under ideal terms. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for uh, going back, you know, going back in time 
and telling us your story. Um, and it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a rags to riches story in any way, but I just love how um, you continue to expand your, um, you described it as your success cube. It's like when you knew that you could do more, you just kept expanding and, and expanding. And, you know, today you have found your zone of genius, um, as you just mentioned just now. Uh, and I think it's it's a testament to, you know, all of the, the failures and all of the trials and uh, tribulations. And um, I also, yeah, all the trials and tribulations that you went through. Uh, to get to this point. And so, um, and, and I think it's a, it's a good, I think it's inspiring. And, and I think it hopefully will inspire our listeners to think of like, how else can I make more money? You know, and it definitely goes up and beyond the nine to five job or even doing the high exec role. Um, just kind of knowing like that eventually there's going to be some kind of cap, but if you can be in the space that you're currently in, it's like, it almost sounds like it's limitless uh, on how much you can make. And it's fun. It's really mm-hmm. fun because a lot of people that, that find us, they, they say, I want to buy a company to just basically have recurring income so mm-hmm. I can replace my, my job. Uh, and we think of a job as like a four-letter word in the world of profanity, so we call it a J-O-B. But you're in a situation where you've got this cap on what you can create and a cap on your time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people start off just saying, I want my first business I buy to be an ATM machine. I just want it to crank out money for me. Yeah. And then I might grow that or I might go get another one. And once I've got enough ATM machine money going to where I can move on and do that more full time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go after larger businesses, bigger scores, et cetera. And we've got some people who say, look, I'm fine on salary, but I need to retire. So mm-hmm. I'm going after like a seven figure score. How can I go and take on a business and exit that pretty quickly to be able to get at least a million dollars out of it? Yeah. And it just depends on what you want to do, but you get a sense of achievement out of it. I really enjoy it because everything I'm doing is helping people. I'm either changing people's lives who are looking to buy businesses and stop being a construction worker and start you know, really experiencing wealth, or I'm helping the entrepreneur who's looking at their business going, gee, what's this thing worth? Am I going to be able to retire? How yeah. do I do this? And you're like, oh yeah, if you do like these five things, we can help you get there. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, yeah, it's a really good synergy because people are pretty thankful for what you're able to help them with. I mean, their lives have changed pretty substantially and you're able to add a lot of value and it's it's a, it's a fun gig. Yeah, Bart, it sounds like you definitely have a lot of fun with what you do. And it sounds like you, uh, I think part of the fun is is that sense of purpose. Like you really are helping people, as you said earlier, uh, change their destiny. You know, you show them the way on how to do that. And so that sounds like a ton of fun. Like I want to do that. <laughs> I was well, like, you can join us. <laughs> I, might, I might have to uh, reach out to you on LinkedIn afterward. Um, no, I, I, I love it, Bart. Thank you so much for, you know, what you do. And, and it really, sounds like like you put a lot of heart into heart and Bart <laughs> heart in what you do Bart um, I just want to make sure that uh, I cover all my bases here uh, before we wrap up is there anything else that you would like to share about your company's stones uh, stone peak alliance or Spartans alliance that we haven't discussed yet well I would say just a, a comment to the listeners the biggest thing that I see on the entrepreneurial path who whether you're looking to buy businesses sell businesses or do something different the biggest thing I see is that they let themselves get in their own way. Mm. And typically if you're, if you do a bit of introspection, you can find out that there's something that's holding you back that you're afraid of that's stopping you from achieving your full potential. I'd encourage everybody to really 
reach within and figure out what that is mm-hmm. that you're doing yourself to limit your own potential and income mm-hmm. and, and happiness. And once you've identified that, come up with a way to be able to take the next step and overcome it. Even if it's scary, even if it's frightening, you're never going to be able to get there unless you take that first step. Mm-hmm. And certainly like me, I mean, hopefully you don't have to go through the many failures <laughs> along the way because I screwed up everything you could. Uh, but I think you, you also have to do that. You've got as an entrepreneur embrace that failure and see it almost like as a game that you can't lose. If you find mm-hmm. out that door doesn't work, go to the next one. Yeah. And within that, to your question about our companies, if you do that and you find that you'd either like to sell a company or join us in the world of buying companies and using that to create your wealth and, and do so in a way that's probably a tenth of the investment of time or energy as running a business, mm-hmm. then you can find us at two locations. Those who are looking to sell their organization can hit us up at www.stonepeakalliance.com. And those that are looking to buy companies or be part of buying and selling companies for a living can hit us up at www.spartansalliance.com plural with an S, SpartansAlliance.com. We've got some videos out there. We've got some tutorials. We've got some concepts, ideas. You can go ahead and, and submit something on the form out there. And we'd be happy to send you supplemental information as well, just to see if this is for you. Perfect. Thank you for doing my job for me. I was totally going to say all that at the end. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing that for me. You got it. <laughs> Bar, it's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And and you're doing fantastic work. I I really love the way you approach your audience, the way you approach the topics, Jen, the conversational nature that you've got. Uh, Really, it's an honor being on here. Oh, thank thank you for saying that. That's been recorded. So listeners know that I'm a good conversationalist. Um, Awesome. Thanks, Bart. And once again, to our listeners, just to reiterate one last time, this is Bart Ruper, Managing Partner of Stone Peak Alliance and Spartans Alliance. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.